What's up, what's up everyone? Man, this is Miles Monroe Jr. Welcome to the new episode of the Miles Hype Podcast. As you know, the vision and goal of this podcast is to always entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist. Always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. All right? Well, guys, we're... Almost at the end of the year, right? We are six days away from Christmas Day. Um, this is one of my favorite holidays. This is the holiday that I look most forward to. Um, you know, growing up, this was a staple in our in our in the year for our family. You know, because this was when you know our family got together. We we enjoyed you know great food we enjoyed great fun we played a lot of uh, family games this is something that i hope to carry on with my uh my my wife now and our future kids um because christmas is a big thing for us for me um i love the season i love the weather for the season you know, I'm, I'm a cold weather guy so i enjoy the cooler weather um and I just enjoy uh, just spending time with friends and family, man. You know, it's it's a great, great season to be a part of, great season to enjoy. And in the spirit of the season, you know, this being, this is the last episode uh, for the year. Um, I, won't, I won't see you guys or hear you guys. Well, you guys won't see me or hear me until the new year. Um, so I figured I'd do something a little special, you know, in the spirit of the season. Um, I feel like I've been... Uh, giving you a lot of like my experiences and, and, and my the principles that I live by in life. Um, but I don't think I've been able to give you guys a lot about myself personally. Um, and I was kind of talking with my wife on, you know, man, how, how do you think we could close out this year on the pod? And, you know, I, I think we're going to uh, I, I want to do a, a, you know, like a 21 questions thing where I just, you know, my wife is going to ask me a bunch of questions and I'm going to answer them. And these are going to be personal uh, questions that I'm going to answer very honestly, very candidly. And, you know, the goal is for you, for you guys to just learn a little bit more about me, about Miles. All right. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is quite simple. It's just getting to know Miles, right? Getting to know me. And I I'm excited for this. You know, this is something that I, I wish I had done a little earlier, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of people have, there are a lot of misconceptions about me. Um, and, you know, that's neither here nor there. Right? I think it's, it's normal. Everyone has miscon misconceptions about you know, a lot of people that they either see or that they're around. Um, but I think as we get to know individuals, like we, you know, we, we start, start to see them and hear them on a consistent basis. And then we see that consistency with them. You know, we develop this, this knowledge of them. Um, and I think that hopefully, you know, this is what I want to bring to, uh, to this part. So let's get started. So uh, I'm excited for this. My, my wife has prepared um, some questions for me. This is she enjoys this, ladies and gentlemen. Like she, this is what she loves, because she, she always thinks that you know people always like, because you know I'd say this before me and my wife started dating, she herself had these preconceived notions about me, of the person that she thought I was, and you know as we got into a relationship and she got to know me a little better. She was like, oh, you're not, you're not anything like I thought you would be, right? <laughs> and, I think, you know, as we go through these questions, you get an idea of, of why, you know, she would say that. Um, 
so yeah this is this is the part about getting to know miles so um so let's get started babe okay you ready i hope so okay so my first question is where did you find such an intelligent and beautiful <laughs> wife <laughs> that's really not a question oh, but you man. know i wanted to break the ice so the first question is what is one thing that you hated growing up as a pk a preacher's kid i think i kind of talked about this this uh in my first part actually mm-hmm. at the top of this year but i hated the expectations man it was just so much expectations um on me as as a as a pastor's kid and in particular as miles monroe's son right and having his name um that i just i didn't like the expectations and i could remember <clears throat> specifically like when i turned 15 like 15 was a turning year for me right because that's when i made a conscious effort to say or a conscious decision to be like you know i i'm not paying any attention to what people think about me what their expectations are like i'm gonna i'm gonna live how i want to live and do do what i want to do and and that may come off as like negative right but it wasn't it it it, it, it wasn't a negative thing for me it was just me taking ownership of of me right not living for anyone or anyone expectations of me um so i i would definitely say it was the expectations okay so in that vein of not really caring what other people think about you you wear earrings (laughs) you have tattoos and many church people comment on this regularly what do you have to say to them oh man yo i can't tell you all the amount of times i get i see a comment or i get a message about earrings not so much now right but it happened like a lot when i was younger for sure and you know maybe like you know two three years ago over the years like people have been commenting like if they would see me post something or or whatever they'd be like oh you're wearing earrings or oh you got a tattoo like that ain't godly or whatever right um and i'm just of the belief that each of us have to sort out our own salvation right i and there, there's just there's been these traditional ways of doing things that that people tend to adhere to and think that if you're not doing it this way or if you're doing something that they deem you should not be doing that you're living outside of christ or you're not walking in 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 kingdom um and i just don't believe that right i think you know through the years like uh when my parents were young going to the movies was frowned upon right but for my generation going to the movies was like a normal thing and i could remember like transitioning into like a teenager and wanting to go to the movies like my dad was was a little apprehensive about the movies just because of like the perception of what movies were to them growing up and i think it's the same thing right so you know men wearing earrings and having tattoos you know you may deem it as 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 right as you may deem it as, as wrong you know the bible says uh certain things about uh piercings and and tattoos but i think taken out of context you know it's you you read it or you 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 can take it dip, take it in the way that it wasn't meant to 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 be said right because you know if if you look at tattooing and if you look at air passing then you should look at you know shaving your the the hair in your face the exact same way and you know i you know i just believe that um the the appearance our outward appearance doesn't matter right i think god can use us to accomplish his will in 
in any facet of our lives. However we look, whatever we've done, whatever our past is, you know, I don't think it's for us to judge. And no one out there is holier than thou, right? So let's, let's stop all the judging people. You know what I mean? Like um, some earrings ain't gonna, hurt, ain't gonna hurt no one. You know, having a tattoo ain't gonna hurt no one. That's truly how I feel. Um, those comments really don't bother me anymore. You know, I've been seeing them and hearing them for a number of years now. And I just understand that, you know, everyone just doesn't get it. Um, so I think eventually, hopefully, we get past that. Okay. There ends the reading. <laughs> Many people find you unrelatable based on preconceived notions. What are your thoughts on this? I can't, have, I can't control what people perceive of me, right? If, if you don't know me, um, if you've never met me and, and you have this perception of me, uh, I could probably tell you that perception is 100% wrong. Um, I feel like I'm a very easygoing person. Uh, I think you had, you know, you had some preconceived notions of me as well before, I did. before we started dating. And then once we started dating, you was like, oh, you know, you ain't as... You ain't that bad. <laughs> you ain't as stuck up as I thought you were. Like, you really down to earth, pretty cool person. Um, and, you know, I, I actually get this a lot now. I understand how people perceive me a lot now, like in conversations with, with persons. Like, a lot of people think that you know, being a being the son of Masanu in particular, um, such a a, a large figure um, in our country here in the Bahamas and globally as well. Like they have this perception of like how I should or would carry myself, and you know how I guess uptight I would be and unrelatable I would be. Um, and then when they get to talking to me, like one of the the more common responses is like man you're a super cool person bro like i wouldn't have thought you or pegged you to be like this this down earth um and i just laugh at this point right because uh like how would you know if you've never had a conversation with me um like seeing me seeing me in a picture or seeing me do something in a formal setting really doesn't depict who i am right it's a part of who i am but it's not who i am entirely um and i think you know, if we get to the point where we're not judging people based on what we see, but just based off of like how we know them and how they relate to us, you know, I think you just make it easier for everyone to get along. Okay. So you did mention this, that people may think that you're stuck up. So we are going to say you're not stuck up or is it that you're just shy? I'm definitely not stuck up. I'm a super shy person. though, And I think that's a good thing to, to bring to the front, right? So like I get this, people say a lot of times like, Bro, you never, you don't look approachable. Like I always have this, like, I guess this, this, this mean look on my face. I, I don't know. Like it's just, I, my mother used to have the same thing. So that's how I know, like, it's just a thing that I picked up. It's, it's genetic guys. I, I can't help how my face looks, right? I can't see how I look when you guys are looking at me. Um, I try to be and look as pres as pleasant as, as possible, but obviously that doesn't come across each time all the time um but i'm definitely not stuck up i am quiet though and i like when i'm in public and you know in a setting that i'm not like super comfortable in or or familiar with like i'm a bit standoffish um so that i'm reserved 100 percent reserved so that may may be why people think that i'm stuck up but uh, you know i'm not i'm not a big small talker like i'm not the type of person who like i'm able to to hold a lot of small talk I think 
small to having holding small talks with like especially individuals that i don't know um is is tiring right it's, it, it drains me like with energy and stuff like i am so oh my goodness like <laughs> y'all don't understand how draining small talk is i i am drained having small talk with people that i know so imagine persons that i don't know but that's not to say like you, i don't have small talk i do enjoy it it's just like at some point like let's just let's just stop talking like we ain't got to talk for a straight hour right we could talk for 15 20 minutes and then we could break um but i'm not stuck up guys at least i don't think that i am you know i think i'm super relatable i i do see where people say that i may seem unapproachable but you know if you approach me i'm i'm i'll be happy to engage in conversation you know and i think once you get into a conversation with me you you realize like you know Sky really isn't a stuck-up person. Okay. My fifth question. If you could have dinner with one of your idols, <laughs> who would it be and why? Dinner with one of my idols. This, this is uh, someone dead or alive? I would say alive. Alive. Okay, so I'll do both. Okay. So if I, got, if I could have dinner with someone you said if i could have dinner with someone and and why mm-hmm. <clears throat> um well someone that's dead it, it would be my dad and i think i would like to have that conversation now with the mindset that i have now because i guess feel the conversation would be just way different way more mature i i'm i, I would ask probably the right questions at this especially at this point in my life um and you know i i just it you know i just think that it will do a lot for me uh personally and that's that's you know that's imagine that he wasn't dead or didn't die the way that he died just having being able being in the mindset that i am now and being able to have a conversation i think would be good someone that is alive um i would say i think lebron would be a good person to, to have dinner with and here's why right I am intrigued about the length of LeBron's celebrity, right? How the, um, the length of time that people have known about LeBron and the way that he's been able to compose himself all these years from a teenager, right? LeBron became popular like when he was 16, 17 years old. He's about to turn 39 at the end of this month. And he's, he's been sort of even keel over these years right hasn't really said anything outlandish you know over the years well obviously some people would think that he he did but i think for the most part like he's been a real like you know normal as normal could be person right hasn't done anything drastic hasn't gotten strung out on drugs has has always been focused on his career and, and bettering himself and the teammates around him. And I, I just, I'm, 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 in, I'm just in awe of having all of that influence and power and not taking advantage of it. And him not having a father in his life, um, I think it's, 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 it says a lot about the type of person that he is. I, I would wanna just sit down and ask him like, yo, where did this come from, bro? Like how, where did you get these, these, uh, these morals, these ethics? And the principles that you live by, like how how did you uh, develop them as an individual? Because you know, I know he had a lot of father figures in his life, but you know, we see a lot of individuals 
that you know come along the same journey or similar journey that that LeBron has has had, uh, but didn't turn out the way that he turned out, and that just shows that he is a special individual. Um, and I think just you know being able to get an insight on on that aspect of of his development and his makeup, I think would be pretty cool. Okay, so I was going to follow up with what would you ask the person who you were having dinner with? And since you answered the LeBron question, could you answer the one about your dad? Like, what would you ask your dad? Or you don't want to... What wouldn't I ask my dad? <laughs> one question. <laughs> it's not one question I would ask my dad. It would be a million questions at this point. Just one for this show. I just... Um, what would I ask my dad? Uh... How am I doing was just too obvious, right? Like, how? How am I doing? Okay. Like, what, what does he yeah. think I'm doing? I think that's way too obvious. Obviously, that would be one of the questions. Um, but I, you know what? I think I'll ask him, did he know? Like, did he know or did, did he have an idea of, Your like, potential. yeah, the, this mindset that I have and, and the, the skill sets that I'm kind of coming into at, at this point? Um, because I didn't see it back then. You know, all of this didn't come along, come, come along until he passed. And I think it came along because he passed, right? It pushed me into kind of being this person that I am now. Okay. So this next question, I think you already answered it. And I'm sure it's going to be a fight on set, but I'm still going to ask you it. Who is your goat of basketball, MJ or LeBron? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, you all hear that? That's, this is my crew now talking because we've had this debate millions of times. And... You know, <laughs> at this point, at this point, at this point, who else could it be? Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Now, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I did watch something the other day where, like, current NBA players were talking about, like, meeting Michael Jordan or, or current, like, sports mm -hmm. stars were talking about, like, when they met Michael Jordan. And it's... You know, everyone says the same thing. Like he still has this mystique to him. Like you see him, and it's like, man, you don't, uh, you don't think it's him. Like he's glowing. Like my wife and I saw mm. saw Mike uh, this summer, right? We were uh, at one of the one of the resorts here in the Bahamas, and he was walking through as we were walking through, and. Like I, rec I saw him, recognized him, but you know, I didn't, it's, you know, it's Mike, right? I, I feel like Mike is a human just like everyone else. Not taking nothing away from like what he's done, what he's been able to accomplish. I think he's a great individual and all of that, but I just didn't see like the mystique. So as I was watching these, these, uh, these NBA players and these celebrities talk about it, I looked at my wife and I was like, yo, did you, did, like, did you have this this experience like when you saw Mike and she was like, yeah, a little bit. I did. It's just the Bahamian in me didn't want to like go extra, but I was like, oh my God, that's Mike. It was a mystique. It was a glow. It was all of that. It so, was. So I think that's the difference maybe that Jordan has over, over Mike. He still has a sense of mystique to him. But I think that's because we were... Uh, we're able to see LeBron all the time, mm -hmm. right? Online, you know, I've watched him play a bunch of times. So we, we, we know a lot about LeBron in his life, right? Because he's allowed us in. Mike really hasn't done that. So I think seeing him still, you still have that, that emptiness to, man, who is he? Who is this great NBA player? 
But for me, <laughs> y'all think I duck in this question? I, I ain't duck in this question. I guess I had to kind of get there. It's okay. My my goat, my goat officially. You know, I'm gonna go on and on record to say my goat is LeBron James. And I've, I've even though I'm it's a okay. big, that's, that's no, I'm just saying, Stop right even though I'm a big LeBron fan, I've always said Mike was was the goat, like mm-hmm. still the goat, because Mike has a certain mentality that I haven't seen anyone with maybe Kobe was the closest mm-hmm. but Mike was different Mike was a different beast but I think this season like what LeBron is doing at 39 at 38 about to be 39 yo that's it's he's the goat he's, he's the goat couldn't do it not didn't because he tried <laughs> Jordan tried to do it but he couldn't yeah. right again not taking anything away from Jordan but I think I think Braun is my goat that was a that was a long way around getting to yeah, my goat it, it I, really I apologize was. for it that was, I it apologize. was I wonder why <laughs> moving on this is a more behemini question um you probably are gonna have to break it down but this question is are you a tingsy person oh my goodness <laughs> okay so for my non behemoths out there so Tingsy, spelled T-I-N-G-S-Y. Uh, it just means like you're. What, you like I guess things. Ma- you like you like things, guys. Yeah. It's things, <laughs> or like you're a materialistic person. Um, am I Tingsy? I mean, no, I don't think that I'm I'm, I'm Tingsy, right? Me, me, and my wife have has have this conversation. No, no, no. I don't differ, but I think that there's always this. Co- this, not expectation, but people always look at anyone who likes things, like who is able to afford or who is able to buy, you know, nice things in life that, oh, you must like so, things. So Are I, you tingsy? So I, so my, my wife and I were having this, this conversation, you know, recently, and I asked her, like, so how would you define, like, tingsy? Like, what makes you, what would make you think that I'm tingsy? And her response was, because I look nice. No, and that's, I'm like, because, no, no, that's the way people perceive it, in oh, my yeah, opinion. That's, yeah, that's what I that. said. That's what she Just said. because she said, you dress perceive. a certain way, you carry yourself a certain way, people have this, expect- not expectation, but, oh, he must be tingsy because he puts himself well together, he has nice shoes, he looks nice, this and this and this. That's weird to me. I mean, it's just humans. But I, I don't think I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking. Do, do I like nice things? Yes, I do. I, I, I definitely do like like nice things. And nice things don't have to be expensive, right? Exactly. Like financially, it doesn't have to cost much. I just know how to put things together. Like I think I'm great at, uh, at you know, putting uh, fashion together, like my clothes together. Like my even my friends just be like, bro, like how you even think it is or why you do this? Like I got some friends who's, who's be like, yo, just when you buy something, buy two and ship ship one of them to me. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, you know, I pride myself in how I present myself. So I'm super always conscious of like how I look. So if that makes me thingsy, then maybe, <laughs> maybe I am thingsy. That, that's just weird to me because I look nice. People think I thingsy though. I would think thingsy, neither is, but wouldn't thingsy means you jeopardize your quality of life to so that's, yeah, I don't so, think so, so because well, I think that there on, are let me, people. Let me say what he said because okay. he wasn't on mic. So yeah. he he said, w- wouldn't wouldn't Tingsy be more on the line of jeopardizing your your quality of life uh, to to look a certain way mm-hmm. or to obtain like certain things? Um, so for example, like like women are considered Tingsy because 
sometimes are considered things because like they they would do a whole lot to get things mm -hmm. from men right whether that's you know presenting themselves a certain way or, or doing promiscuous things to get these things like that's kind of my perception of, of stick of a pen in it because oh, men do go. the same thing yes, I, so yes. don't just say women yes babe Thanks. Absolutely. She, woo. You're right. <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't mean to single out a certain. No, because don't be singing like, singling out the ladies. No, I'm saying though, like like you're right. It's, it's just like when you're. I view things as like you're always like showing what you have and, and flashing what you have. Like that could be things to me, or like you're you 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 do things that you wouldn't normally do or that that isn't normally mm -hmm. done to acquire things. Like I feel like that's things. I don't. Liking nice things, I don't, I don't really define that as, as thingsy. My comment too is when people bring up the issue of someone being thingsy, I take exception to it because I feel like that's always done with black people. We never call different races thingsy when they like or want things. It's just why, why these black people like mm -hmm. this or wear this or this or that. But I mean, but, but you know, I, that, this is, that's a whole different No, that's a different, but I'm just saying like only black people but there's a reason I feel like there's a reason why black people carry themselves a certain way when it comes to like being able to acquire things mm -hmm. and that's because we never had the opportunity to have these things like yeah. historically um, so now that we're able to like get these things and purchase these things like we want to show it off yeah. and everyone is called like I, I hate when like like I understand where, where society comes from saying like oh black people is overdo it mm -hmm. but when you ain't had it like exactly you gotta enjoy it right and however you want to enjoy it is, is up to you right um so where your things yeah where your things guys if you want if you want to get things nice things you like nice things you get it but how you get it is is a different story right i allow you all to figure out and choose how you want to get it but as for me in my house <laughs> we can buy our things <laughs> my next question connected a little how many pairs of sneakers do you own oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> okay so from my from i've from i've known myself from high school i've been a sneakerhead right uh so the amount of sneakers that i have now you, you want a number or like i mean no just you know i don't have i don't have half as much sneakers as i used to have mm -hmm. like i used to have like buku amount of sneakers like crazy amount like ridiculously large amount of sneakers like i at some point i'd been like all right you're running out jar like come on like what are you doing bro uh but i have, I have quite a bit and but now like the sneakers that i have now because back then i had a lot of sneakers that i like never used to wear i just used to like cover them and be like yo this, these are going to be like worth a lot in the future or whatever which they which they are um but you know i got everything i have i wear uh i don't want to know if i want to say how much i have but i have quite a okay. bit i have more than two Speaking about coveted, what is the most coveted pair of sneakers you have? And I know it ain't the LeBrons. <laughs> uh, I don't have much LeBrons, to be honest. Uh, I, I sure you got a Jordan or two in there. Yeah, I got quite a bit of J's. Um, my most coveted J, my most coveted pair would have to be my Jordan infrared sixes. Those, those are my most favorite sneakers. Um, Jordan infrared sixes. I, that's, yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> My sneakerheads know that. <laughs> All right. So, what does Miles do to unwind? Oh, uh, 
if I'm not cooking, I'm traveling. Um, yeah, and or I'm, or I'm in the gym. Uh, those three things help me to unwind. I love to travel. I think traveling is just one of my vices. Um, something that I would always take advantage of if I'm able to do. Um, so yeah, traveling, cooking, or I'm in the gym. That's what I do to right. unwind. Where is your favorite place to travel and why? <laughs> Whew. So New York has to be mentioned, you know, as, as one of my favorite cities to, to, to go to. Uh, but I think South Africa. South Africa is one of my one of my most favorite places to go. I just love the culture. I love the difference in, in the different cultures you could you could get versus with Johannesburg versus Cape Town versus Durban, you know, versus another uh, another um, uh, city within Johannesburg. You know, you just get a a large variety of different experiences and cultures um, when you're in South Africa. So I I think. If not New York, definitely South Africa. Probably my most two favorite places to travel. Okay. What is your favorite meal and why? My favorite meal? Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite meal. Seafood is my favorite food to eat. So I think anything involving seafood, you know, be it fish, be it, you know, some type of shrimp. I'm not too big on like lobsters or whatever, but I think seafood, seafood. If I could eat seafood for the rest of my life, I'll, I'll be fine. Okay. My next question is, what is your favorite Bible verse? My favorite Bible verse. <clears throat> uh, Philippians 1, 6. Philippians 1 6 and I'm not going to read it because I want you if you want to know what the verse is I want you to open your Bible and, and go figure out go find out what that verse is but that verse speaks to me on so many levels right it reminds me that no matter what like God is in control and, and, and God is going to work things out um, so Philippians 1 6 okay what was your biggest mistake or regret in life thus far ooh Good question. Uh, man, I think the only, I, I don't have much regrets, right? Because I think that everything that I've went through or done or haven't done has made me who I am today. Um, but if I had to pick one, it would have to be my immaturity with my relationship with my dad. I think, I, I wish I was a lot more matured in how I felt about being a son, first of all, which kind of caused me to, you know, act or make the decisions that, that I made and affected our relationship. Uh, but, you know, we got to a place where we had a great relationship, but I, I wish that I wasn't as stubborn um, and was just accepting and, and open with, you know, being his son and him wanting to wanting the best for me right and, and just being the father that he was and really understanding like now i'm able to understand like what he was doing and how he uh how he was trying to raise my, my sister and i um i wish i had taken or gotten to this point point sooner i think it would have uh would have done a lot for my my relationship with him okay my next question is, with your passion and love for community work, do you see a future in politics for yourself? <laughs> uh, 
yeah i mean you know if if uh, i wouldn't be against it right i don't like politics because i think politics comes with 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 so much um you know so much so much fakeness right you have to present yourself a certain way or or you know adhere to like these traditions that have already been in place and you know i think i'm a disruptor right so I, you know if i were to get in, into politics i don't think things would go the way people would want them to go because i'm i'm a straight shooter and i i really I'm, I'm all about the community and i think you know sadly a lot of politicians go into politics with that mindset and it somehow changes um and if i were to get in you know i don't hopefully you know i don't see myself changing uh but yeah uh, i wouldn't shy away from the opportunity of politics nothing i'm looking forward to like right now i think i still have a lot of work that i need to do um but maybe a little later on in life sure okay so before we get into the really heavy questions that everybody wants to know i want to open up the mic to the floor to the crew to ask any questions to you that they have been dying to ask you okay ron drew first one okay are you doing any speaking engagements how am I doing any speaking engagements? <clears throat> I actually took time off from doing speaking engagements. And it, it was because I, speaking engagements, I, I don't necessarily like doing speaking engagements, especially the ones where people invite me for specific reasons, right? And most times the reasons is because like I'm Miles Monroe's son. It doesn't really have to, it is not because I'm Miles Monroe Jr., right? So it's difficult f for me to like get in the mood of like what they want me to speak is usually the, the platforms that they want me to speak on on platforms that i would call mine you know and uh so yeah i i i have one or two engage speaking engagements on the calendar for next year um and it, you know it could be more but but just just a few for now yeah okay my next question is, do you consider yourself to be a humble person? Yes, I am humble, I, but I am confident at the same time though. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people read confidence as arrogance, mm -hmm. um, which I'm fine with, right? Um, but I think I'm super humble though. I, I, I'm always, I'm a very down to earth person. I, I, I think that, I would like to think that I don't, I don't think about myself first in in most situations um and i think that humility is something that i've i've learned over the years growing up you know the way that i grew up um so yeah i, I think i'm a super humble person okay drew has a question I got it, I got it. if you had to create your mount rushmore of your yeah. top most influential people in your life outside of your parents outside of my parents yeah <laughs> you can give me trouble. Yeah, I can't that one. Top, top four. Um, if you could touch on a little bit of why. So my Mount Rushmore of most influential persons, no, oh, persons that I feel have been most influential in my life. Make your that outside of family and friends too. That's in case. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> taking a lot of options away. That's safety, that's safety All right. So my Mount Rushmore of most influential persons, but no family, no friends. All right. Um, LeBron. Nah. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to say. Well, let me start. Let me let me, let me start with um, this. 
anyway, I know I can get a lot of flack for this because you know people could be people, <laughs> but um, absolutely, absolutely. That is where we agree. I, I think <laughs> Jay Z has has been influential, and look, I know you guys are gonna say, "Oh, he's a Satanist," and he mm-hmm. believed this and believed that. Like, okay, guys, if that's how you feel, I appreciate that. You know, and I. I understand like where you're coming from. It still doesn't take away from what he's been able to accomplish and the things that he's been able to do and the way that he's he's been able to do them. Uh, I think it's inspiring for someone like him, where he's come from to to where he is now and what he's been able to achieve. Has it been done uh, without any flaws? Absolutely not. Every we all have flaws, but I I think he um, is inspirational to you know uh, a. a an avid entrepreneur like myself and someone that is is keen on business and the mindset of business. Um, so I think he would definitely be one of the persons. Um, next would be, man, it's so, it's so, it's so many to be honest, but I only could give four. Uh, I think Martin Luther King Jr. is one of those inspirations, especially now, like when I go back and, and watch his, his uh, speeches uh, and learn a little, bit of, a little bit more about his life. Um, and knowing that like back then, like as much as Martin Luther King is loved right now, he was in love like that during the time that he was here. And that's crazy to me, right? Because you wouldn't think that people didn't love him. Like you would think he was super loved and, and, and accepted back then, but he wasn't. Um, and I think for him to be hated the way that he was hated, but still be, and, 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 and you know, to point out, even be hated by his own people uh, and, and to still be adamant about like wanting better for him and, and his people and fighting till the end ultimately right um i think that's inspiring and, and, and it, it it gives us a sense of of finding something to die for right uh and i, I think as once we find something to die for like we can't be killed because our efforts in in that journey or on that journey are going to live on past when you know when when we're when we're not here um and i think in the same light i think you know number three would be nelson mandela um, like I say, South Africa is one of my most favorite countries to travel to. I love the the people, the culture of, of that of that country, and what Nelson Mandela represented. Especially when you like get an understanding that apartheid just ended in '94, 1994, guys. Like the Bahamas was already 20 years plus independence, um, 20 almost 20 years, well, just over 20 years independence. Um, and Nelson Mandela and South Africa had just come through apartheid, right? And if you don't know what apartheid is, man, do your research. Like, I, I would encourage you to learn a little bit more about it and the things that Nelson Mandela himself had to go through and having to not only just, you know, go through that era of, like, oppression, but come out and still want to work with the oppressors. Um, at the end of the day because I like I look at it and I'd be like bro I don't know if I could do that I don't know if I could uh, like hold this oppressor's hand up and be like yeah we joined together trying to make this country a better country um, 
you know, I, it probably would have been a little resentment in me. But, you know, I think, again, he is a great example of, like, who we should aspire to be or at least try to get close to as an individual. Um, and then lastly, trying to think of a female. I want to put a, a, a lady in there. Um, but y'all say, can't use family or friends? Man, I've been so in, inspired by, like, people that I know personally. Um, hey, if they deserve to be in the rush more, get, give it to them. My mom, bro. My 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 mother. I have to put on on Mount Rushmore because because I know the type of person that she was, and I was I'm a similar person. I'm a super quiet person, right? We're not outgoing. I don't like to talk a lot. My mother was the same, but she changed her characteristics to to be able to accommodate my dad's lifestyle. So she made herself outgoing. She made herself a little bit of an extrovert, uh, and I just I'm I'm so inspired by you know, who she was for my dad, that, you know, it, it allows me to be a bit more comfortable open, opening up and putting myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I think that, you know, just knowing, you know, obviously I know them personally, know her personally. So just seeing her growth over the years and, you know, having these intimate conversations with her and being like, mommy, I used to do this. Like, are you comfortable? Like, you don't feel a certain way? And her response is like, no, you know, this... This is what it is. This is what we have accepted as the vision for the family. And, you know, I, I going at it wholeheartedly. Uh, it inspires me and inspires me in my relationship with my wife, um, inspires me with hopefully my relationship with my future kids um, to want to be an inspiration to them as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd have to put a, up there with, with, with those guys. Yeah. Okay. We're winding down to the end. Now we're going to get into some good stuff. What is one life lesson you've learned from your mom and one life lesson you've learned from your dad that you will never forget? Uh, it's super easy. My mom, patience. My mother, I am not a patient person, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My wife can tell you I, am, I, am, I, I, could, I could be patient to an extent, but I am not really a patient person. I think I've learned patience because of what, I, what, what she has taught me. Um, I can't tell you the amount of times I showed my impatience towards my mom and she continued to remain patient with me. Uh, I remember it got to the point where I guess I had to go with my mom and, and apologize for, for being so impatient over the years. And, you know, I, I, it was a great conversation that she and I had because she, she just laughed and, and was like, yeah, you know, I, I know, I know how you are, Charo. And, you know, um, I understand uh, the type of person that you could be and I want I just want to keep continue pushing you to be that person so she's taught me patience my dad definitely has taught me unconditional love um, I think and those are the I think those are the two things that I carry with me on a daily basis like when I'm talking about my parents um, the un unconditional love I, I actually didn't know what unconditional love was um, until my dad passed and like I realized like what he has done for me and like seeing my growth seeing where I've come now you know after nine years of them passing um, regardless of what I did regardless of what I said regardless of like the decisions that I made like he was always there to support always there to 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 be 
uh, a sounding board, to be a voice of uh, a voice of encouragement, um, to be an individual that always pushes me for uh, for success and pushes me beyond what I think I'm capable of. Um, so I think the un- unconditional love that my dad has taught me and the patience that my mom has taught me is are two things that I'll, I'll carry with me um, for the rest of my life. Okay, sounds good. And my th- 21st question, why are you not building your own legacy <laughs> instead of your dad's? So this is a roundaway question because Sharice and I have this conversation all the time. Uh, and I get this, I see these comments, like sometimes the people post and be like, man, you you building your, your, your dad's legacy but ain't building your legacy and... Yeah, I, I, it's so stupid to me, right? Because you have someone, you have this, 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 this figure that has built something that has laid a foundation for something to, to be built on, right? And here I am, the offspring of that individual, and I'm just going to go out here and do something entirely different. Like, you, you know what I mean? And I think people may look at it, as, at it as I'm trying to be my dad. And I think those persons just aren't looking, looking properly. Um, it's like, you know, you have individuals like Sam Walton who started Walmart and Walmart is still in existence today. But, you know, Mr. Walton has been dead for years. You have persons like Walt Disney who started uh, Disney World. But, you know, now Dis- Walt Disney owns everything, right? Not just Disney World. They, they own all these, uh, these networks, television networks. They own all this land. Uh, and they've been doing so much and it all it's, it all happens because of their heirs or the persons that they've been able to inspire um, and impart their their characteristics and their vision on. Um, so, you know, people, if, if you think that I'm not building my legacy, like you're I think you're entirely mistaken. Like my dad, my dad's legacy is the foundation for my legacy. Right. It, it's the thing that I'm able to now build on and use as a as a foundation for me to continue building up and hopefully my kids will will do the same you know i i think especially as black people like we've never been taught taught to do things generationally right we don't think of generational uh success we don't think of a generational vision we don't think of generational wealth um but that's what it's supposed to be right that's what the that's what these other ethnicities and these other uh societies have been doing for years and I think slowly but surely we're getting there, right? And you know, I want to be uh, that aspect of my family for for our generations. You know, I want to continue building on what my dad built. I'm doing it differently. I'm not doing it the exact same way that he did. I, I can't. I couldn't have. I can't ever do it the way that he did it. And I don't, I don't want to even try to do it. Um, but I am definitely building a legacy for myself. Um, and in everything that I do, you know, this pod is a legacy for me. Um, Everything that I'm working on and building right now in my businesses, whether in my uh, professional life or my private life, is a part of my legacy. And I think just because I'm not building a legacy that you may want me to build or you may want me to build or the legacy that you think or it appears that I'm building, right, or trying to be my, my dad, um, that's definitely not what it is. You know, everything I'm doing, I'm doing because I want to do it. And if you know me, you know I'm the type of person that I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. So if I'm doing it, it's because I enjoy it. It's because it's a part of who I am. um, And I'm having fun uh, on this journey. Awesome. So that is a wrap on 21 questions. 
Is there anything else that you would like to share with us that we may not have asked? Uh, no, I think, I think we, we covered a lot. Um, I do want to say that we could do this again. So if there are any questions that every, anyone may want to know, you know, after you listen to this, uh, this pod, uh, put your questions in the comments or you can shoot me an email with your questions and we'll definitely add them to the list uh, for round two when we do this. All right. Maybe um, we'll do that one live. <laughs> no, we ain't doing that live. <laughs> we, can, we can screen the questions, maybe, because people just be asking some Obviously wild questions. Obviously, we will. <laughs> nah, but this was fun. Um, you know, the point of this was, you know, we're in the holiday season. I'm in the holiday spirit. Uh, and I just wanted to uh, give people a little, a little insight of, you know, who I am. You know, sometimes you see me or you hear me and you may have this perception of you. But every time that I speak, I hope to to kind of give a little bit of myself in everything that I say, all right? Um, so this was fun. I want to thank my wife and my team uh, for uh, assisting me with, with this part and, you know, assisting me for this year. Uh, this has been a fun ride. I'm going to take a break for the holiday season, so I want to wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, when the time comes, Happy New Year. Um, you guys continue to be safe um, and you know, like I said on my last part, like, let's get to planning. If you haven't started, hopefully you've started planning for next year by now, right? But if you haven't, you still have about two weeks left um, to get the, the planning done. Uh, so let's, let's be intentional about trying to be successful uh, over the next 12 months. Uh, but this has been fun. Um, again, thank you, baby. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. You're it. welcome. Do you want to tell me? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're welcome, then. <laughs> No, this was fun. But um, as always, the goal and purpose for this pod is to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist, always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. All right? Until next year, until next season, you guys continue to be blessed.